This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio, commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the show, giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. That's right. No one is the boss of me, but my clients. I don't work for investment firms. I don't work for insurance companies. Make sure your advisor does the same. Look, at What you're looking for is an advisor who only works for you, is only paid by you, has the top credential in the business of CFP. Go to jasonqualscfp.com for more. If you jump in anytime during today's show with a money question, click email the show or social media links at financial coachingradio.com I'm kind of thinking about what to share with you first today I kind of want to share with you this advisor that had 172 million in client assets and he turned out to be a phony <laughs> let's see what he was doing I cannot leave this I had a great story lined up well it's not gonna let me see it so back to the original plan Roth conversions Back to the the note, kind of jumping around, excuse me. These stories about advisors getting in trouble. If you're ever looking, wanting to know where these these keep popping up, and I'm sure if you could do local searches, they're happening in probably every county in America, probably weekly. But the major ones come across investmentnews.com. It was a big scam. Read up on those guys because the things I tell you on Financial Coaching Radio, how you should pay your advisor, how you should find an advisor. How you should only hire an advisor that only works for you. It's only paid by you. You'll learn the things of what not to do by reading those articles. But Roth conversions, tax traps. Are there any Roth conversion traps out there? What is a Roth conversions? Where you take a traditional IRA. You could do a rollover as well from a 401k. But typically you're taking a traditional IRA and you're converting it to a Roth IRA. It's not a penalty uh, transaction typically because you're just converting pre-tax money to after-tax Roth money. It is a taxable transaction. Any amount that you do convert is going to be counted in your taxable income. Uh, Now, the amount you pay tax on that amount of money depends on your tax bracket. But what is the 10% penalty trap? When you convert tax-deferred money into an IRA to a Roth, you pay ordinary income taxes on that amount, but not the 10% early distribution penalty. But if you take money out of your IRA to pay for the conversion, you could trigger a 10% penalty if the owner of the IRA is under age 59 and a half. Pay money for taxes owed at conversion from outside the IRA. This helps you avoid the 10% penalty and allows you to essentially convert more tax advantage money into a Roth. 
the easy way to do a conversion. Yes, you're gonna look. That is the issue you're gonna run into. If you're converting a big amount, amount that you're gonna have to owe taxes on, uh, it's you know it's hard to do a conversion and then withhold the taxes. You're gonna be converting less. It's. I don't know if it truly matters. I think where the the ten percent penalty trap is coming in, at least the tax trap, is if you do a large conversion but you don't have enough in cash in your own savings to pay for the taxes that are owed on that converted amount at tax filing time, it could get you in trouble and you have to make another distribution. And if you make that other distribution, you will be paying the ten percent penalty if you're not age fifty nine and a half. I don't know of anyone doing large conversions because i don't know why anyone would want to do a very large conversion because if you do too large of a roth ira conversion it'll probably bump you up tax brackets and i realize with the trump tax rates we have this 10 percent bracket the 12 percent bracket and then it jumps to the 22 percent bracket it is temporary on those tax cuts because in 2025 the tax rates go back to a 10 a 15 and a 25 so those of you in the 12% bracket now under Trump tax rules are likely going to be in a 15 or a 25, probably more likely a 25% tax bracket when the laws go away. So you want to make conversions up to, you know, changing tax brackets and going over and above where you're going to end up. Example, you convert $50,000 from your traditional IRA to a Roth. If that puts you in the 28% tax bracket today, probably not going to help you in the future. But if you could do a lot of conversion or conversion amounts in the 12% tax bracket, and then the Trump tax laws go away, and you go back to being in a 25% tax bracket, that is a significant savings on a Roth conversion. What about other traps that could be involved in a Roth IRA conversion? The backdoor Roth IRA. Now here, there are some traps, and I was talking about this with my CPA not long ago. Uh, backdoor Roth IRA is a workaround for high-income people to be able to get money into a Roth IRA. The only thing I would say that I have read about doing these backdoor Roth contributions is I think you need to have some lag time. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, no time to go into it today. A quick Google search of backdoor Roth IRA will get you all the information you need. But if you're well-versed in what I'm talking about because you have income over a couple hundred thousand, you're looking to do a Roth IRA, just have some lag time. Make the traditional IRA contribution. Give it three, six months, maybe even 12 months, and then do your conversion. The reason is because there's a very vague gray area of IRS rules that says if you do it instantaneously, then it could get you in trouble. Some experts say just wait one month. Some say wait 12. No one knows because I don't know if anyone's ever gotten in trouble from doing a backdoor Roth IRA strategy. The, the thing that looms over people is that you could get in trouble. Another Roth conversion issues you can't convert required minimum distributions. Many advisors are aware that you can't convert a rollover or a required minimum. Timing still plays a role, though. You could do a Roth conversions after 70 and a half, but you need to be careful not to convert your RMD. If in the year you reach 70 and a half, the first distributions you make from an account are subject to RMDs or treated as RMDs. Let's say your client is 71 or you are 71 and you want to spread out RMDs throughout the year, the total is 24000 over 12 months. That's $2,000 a month. That's all good. 
Now, let's say halfway through the year, you want to do a Roth conversion of 10000 If you If only 12000 of the 24000 required has been taken out, the $10,000 conversion will be treated as the improper rollover and contribution to a Roth. That's very interesting. You want an easy, quick tip? If you're taking required distributions, you got to be very careful when you're doing the Roth conversions. You can do a Roth IRA conversion after age seven and a half when you're supposed to start taking your required distributions. But make sure all of your RMDs are taking out before any conversions occur. This is one of those gray areas. Now, it's serious financial planning and tax planning will go into someone taking RMDs or being forced to take RMDs and also doing a conversion. Because to get into that, you're taking an RMD and you're converting. That's two taxable events. Probably going to push you into another tax bracket. Most people need income to live. Their income is going to be greater than $60,000, $70,000 a year just to live. Then you're going to take another $30,000, $40,000 in conversions and required minimum distributions. Look, a Roth, our, our Roth conversion only benefits you if your tax rate goes up in the future. You don't want to convert at a high rate today and end up spending the money at a lower rate in the future. You want to convert today at a low rate and then spend it at a higher rate. That's why Trump's tax laws are good for us now, and when they expire, they'll make, that's what makes it better for the conversion. Always hard to talk tax planning over the air. If you have any tax planning, money questions, retirement savings, investing, budgeting, real estate, mortgages, estate planning, tax planning, hit us up. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm Jason Qualls, certified financial planner. Back right after this. Between car payments, repairs, and the price at the pump, it can feel like your car is going to drive you out of house and home. Fortunately, Donegal Insurance Group can make keeping your car on the road more affordable. That's because for safe drivers, Donegal delivers rates that are among the lowest in the state. To find out how much you can save, call your neighborhood Donegal agent today. To save on your auto insurance, call us at Middle Tennessee Insurance Group at 615-898-0053. Are you worried because a spouse or family member needs long-term nursing home care? Estate planning attorney John Baker can help. Protect your assets so you can leave something behind for your family. Call 896-5621. That's 896-5621. Or go to bakercouncil.com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right. Over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. 
Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Joining in now to talk mortgages is Marshall Sparkman at Franklin Synergy Bank. Welcome hey. back to the show. Hey, hey. Glad to be here, Jason. I read in a CNBC article just a while ago, higher interest rates has tanked mortgage applications. How much higher are mortgage interest rates than the last time you were on the show? Well, last time I was on the show, I was bragging. I'm locking in interest rates at the absolute lowest I've ever done in my career. So now they've gone up. We lost 150 basis points over about a week, man. It's kind of weird the way the market is. There's The Fed's lowered the rates and mortgage rates go up. How about that? You just never So what's know. the rationale for the interest rate increase? What's, what's caused this? Well, the <laughs> it's really been about two, about two weeks now, right? This, this, this is personal opinion. Marshall Sparkman's opinion is that the I believe the Fed's lowered the rates to allow the banks to pad their reserves a little bit because when the Fed lowers their rates, that means they're lowering the rate of money that the banks borrow at. So if the so for example, if the Fed's rate is one percent, then the banks are turning around loaning it at four percent. The banks are yielding a three percent profit margin there. So I think what they're doing is that by the rate, by the interest rate mortgage rate staying high where they are, well higher, um, then they're just padding their reserves, beefing it up. And my opinion is that they're, the feds are allowing the banks to beef their reserves in order to be protected for the next whatever financial downturn we could have in the future. According to CNBC, the average contract interest rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage that is conforming that's not a jumbo loan and come back to what a jumbo loan is or jumbo mortgage sure increased to 4.02 percent from 4.01 percent last week what well, is that really going to do that's nothing it hasn't <laughs> adjusted the past week what what happened was a, a couple weeks ago we had uh, right before the feds hiked the rates they just i mean rates just started moving back up now let's 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 talk about it first of all though four percent interest rate on a 30-year fixed is, is is darn good money i mean that's cheap money we get spoiled when they get down into the threes and from time to time that happens and they dip down in the threes and that's when i recommend people refinance or if you've been sitting on the fence about a house but typically you only have a small window of like maybe a week or two weeks now government loans like fha va usda those loans are those rates are still in the threes but the conforming conventional 30-year fixed loans those are back up closer to the fours and I mentioned uh, the conforming non-jumbo mortgage. What is a jumbo mortgage? What does people need to know about getting one? And what are the different hoops you jump through versus a non-jumbo? Jumbo loans are basically anything over 500. Five, it changes, but 500 and some change, $1,000. So if you need to borrow more than that, it's not a conforming Fannie Freddie deal. So basically what happens is it goes into a different pool of investments and different people, different investors are buying those mortgages. So what happens is let's say you get a jumbo loan where you're going to go into a pool with a bunch of other different jumbo loans and those will be sold and auctioned off to the highest bidder. Are the rates different for a jumbo versus? Yes. Yeah, they are different because terms. I guess rates. they're on the hook for a larger amount of money. They're on the hook for a large amount, and those guidelines are not set forth by the uh, the in, the uh, GSEs, the government entities of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. That means investors like Wells Fargo, Chase, City Mac, uh, all these different jumbo investors make up their own rules and their own guidelines. They're not; it's not federally regulated. So they can do pretty much whatever they want. They knew whatever they want to do. Yeah, yeah. You got some crazy jumbo products out there. What's always struck me as odd with jumbo mortgages, obviously someone buying a $500,000 house in Middle Tennessee, it's quite significant. But you go to larger metropolitan areas, that's nothing. 
I, I wonder why it's not geographic. It well, uh, it's that's complicated. It kind of is geographic, but not really. Um, you know, you go to you go to California, you're not going to find a house under five hundred thousand dollars. You know, no matter where. So everybody has a jumbo mortgage out there. Everybody, and and that's that's the way up northeast. Also, even in Florida, it's very it's um, you know they do more jumbo mortgages there than anybody else. I get asked questions from time to time. People who are getting more and more financially independent, and they're thinking about what they're going to, how they're going to spend their time in retirement. And they start thinking about possibly purchasing a vacation home. What advice do you have for listeners? They're thinking about being there. They're wanting a vacation home. What does the mortgage look like for that type of property? That's a great question. I've been doing more and more vacation homes lately, and heck, I want a vacation home. You know, I'm all <laughs> I'm all about it. So my, my only stipulation to me loaning you money on a vacation home is if it's somewhere like Cool or Florida or Gatlinburg or something like that, I get to come stay with you from time to time. Do you think it's worth it to have a vacation? Because what are you going to do when you're not using it? Is most people renting them most out? Most people are renting them out, Airbnb, v- VRBO, something like that. Yeah, I mean, they're, what, what they say is you can use a property management company and basically they'll keep it rented out for you and then you can come basically you get a free vacation out of the deal you may cash flow a little bit at the end of the year but really uh, the goal is to build equity and have a free vacation so uh, on investment purchase you got to put down 10 percent. that's a minimum down payment on so it's considered an investment property no it's it's considered a second home Um, a second home by it has to be second home by definition or it is an investment property a second home is defined as a property that you're going to you intend on living in for a portion of the year it's still a 10 percent down payment 10 percent down payment yes what's the requirement for an investment property loan is it 20 20 yep so to buy a personal residence depending on where you live what type of mortgage you get could be zero down but typically three to five percent down is your down payment required minimum on a primary residence then you buy an investment property it's 20 percent. you buy a vacation home it's 10 percent. correct is there any way around those down payment rules with vacation homes or investment oh no no there's no absolutely no way around it the what what a lot of people do is if you don't want to come off the cash you can do a home equity line of credit on your current house and then use that equity line as a down payment so it's not costing anything out of pocket you're just kind of borrowing against it got to have the equity there to do it definitely got to have the equity got to have own a home yep what is your advice on getting second mortgages and home equity lines of credit? Is it better to do a line of credit or a home equity loan? What is the difference? Well, I just think it depends on everybody and their situation at that time. Um, in my opinion, I always tell folks um, that a home equity line of credit is good short-term money. If you need the money, a good example of somebody that needs a home equity line of credit could be a small business owner that needs to make capital capital injections back in his business often so he needs that line of credit so for example let's say you're flipping houses you go buy a house and you need the you need the money to be able to do upgrades on the house that you're buying but three months down the road you're going to turn around and sell it so home equity line of credit they're interest only so you have to be disciplined enough to put additional down towards a principal it's really not a long-term solution because they're only 10-year loans anyways their adjustable rate and they balloon at the end of 10 years so they've got all the ugly terms that go along with the loan but they're it's a good op, it's a good option for short-term money if you know that you're going to be able to repay it quickly for just tuning in we're talking mortgages with marshall sparkman of franklin synergy bank on the home equity line of credit do you ever see people using those lines of credit as a 
pseudo or backup emergency fund. They don't want to hoard a bunch of cash in a savings account earning nothing. So they just keep this line of credit open in case something bad happens. Well, yeah. I mean, there's been books written about it, right? So they say, uh, you know, they say one way to pay off your mortgage is you go get a home equity line of credit and let that play as your mortgage. So some, I've, you hear some people saying, or there's books written about it, you say you're mortgage free, but you've actually got a home equity line of credit on your house. Uh, so yeah, a lot of people will use a home equity line of credit just like a regular checking account. I mean, they'll go charge it up, and, uh, they'll go charge it up every month and then they'll pay it off. So um, that's, you know, it's, it's valid for some people. It just depends on your circumstance. Marshall, what's the best way to reach you off of the air for mortgage advice? Off of the air, reach me, telephone 615-439-0885, or you can check out my website, valoanstn.com. That's VA as in Veterans Administration, loanstn.com. This is Financial Coaching Radio. We're talking mortgages this segment. If you got a money questions about anything related to personal finance, hit us up online. Click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. We're back with you right after this. Smart and designed, black convertible top, and the gals going by. Scoring with me, riding all around town for joy. Blow your horn, baby. Go. Do you have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement, and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Hi, this is Gabriel Fancher with Reliant Realty. Are you thinking about selling your home? Do you know what your home is worth? Call me at Reliant Realty to find out. 615-445-5073. That's 615-445-5073. Or go online right now and find out at www.homevalue615.com. Again, that's www.homevalue615.com. Call me at Reliant Realty, 615-445-5073. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. No books to sell. Not pushing any financial products or seminar tickets. I'll leave that to the other show. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out jasonqualscfp.com. Still now, this is Marshall Sparkman talking mortgages. This was an interesting tagline or headline to an article. The negative side to taking out a mortgage. I haven't read anything about it. What do you think? What is, in your opinion, is the negative side of taking out a mortgage? That you got to pay it back. <laughs> the negative side is you got to go. <laughs> yeah, you got to pay it back. Wah, wah, wah. You got to go through the ringer if you're 
<laughs> if you've got credit issues or income issues to get a mortgage. Uh, but man, what's the negative side to take? What's their argument there? I'd like to hear that. They're starting to talk about the, my mortgage interest deduction is valuable. Isn't that a big plus? And this is pre-Trump tax cut because most people aren't itemizing on their tax returns anymore to qualify for itemize or deducting their mortgage interest. So that's no longer a positive. So, but was it ever a positive mortgage interest? Deducting not enough mortgage. to not enough to <laughs> borrow a bunch of money, right? Interesting. Yeah, there's not really. I'm not seeing anything in the article that says. Uh, someone says many view a big mortgage as a good way to help reduce taxes. Still going on that mortgage interest rate thing. If I take out a mortgage and my home value appreciates, wasn't the mortgage a good financial decision? Yes. Uh, he says decidedly wrong. Assuming that you have five hundred thousand dollars of retirement savings and that you plan to purchase a five hundred thousand dollar home, you could choose between following, paying the choose one of the following. Paying cash for the full five hundred thousand from your savings, financing two hundred fifty and paying two hundred fifty in cash two hundred fifty thousand that is, or financing four hundred fifty thousand and paying fifty thousand. In the first year of ownership, the home appreciates to six hundred thousand. That's a win. Here are the key point: you get the full benefit of that hundred thousand dollar gain in your net worth, regardless of whether you choose option A, B, or C. Do not be lulled into the idea that taking out a mortgage was a good idea. Because the home appreciated. That's junk. What about rent? You got to pay rent anyways. So what about your rent? Well, it's not comparing it to rent. It's saying if you pay cash, you finance it, or you kind of do a mix of both, the house still appreciates no matter what. Well, you still got to live some. Yes, the house going to appreciate no matter what. And that's the, probably the biggest piece of home ownership. But you got to pay rent. You're going to pay rent somewhere. If you choose not to buy it. What right. actually impacts your net worth in the comparison of the three options is the return of the retirement savings that you that you used or would have used to make the down payment on the home. If we fast forward a year and the investment markets lost money during the preceding 12 months, then option C with a $450,000 mortgage would have been the worst financial choice for the one-year period. This is, this is only meant to enforce the mathematical truism that expected appreciation or depreciation of your home should have no impact on whether you elect, finance, or pay cash. I agree with that. Yeah. But kind of where you were taking the conversation mm -hmm. is that you got to live somewhere. you got to live somewhere, yeah. And obviously, in most cases, not all, buying, which is when you buy a home, most people take out a mortgage, is better than renting. Well, I mean, I get people every day call me, Jason. They'll say, hey, man, I'm spending four, 13, 1400 bucks a month in rent, and um, I, they're about to charge rent more, or, or my family's growing, and we need to go somewhere else, and I'm going to have to pay more. It's like, man, you can buy a house, you know, $1,400 a month to get you $200,000 house. I mean, why would you not go buy one? And the word the guy was giving the scenario is pay cash, do a mix of debt and cash, or just do, you know, borrow as much as you can when you buy your home. Figuring out what your investment returns would have been if you take out your investments to pay cash for a house and looking at – that's what we call leverage. If you leave your investments invested and you borrow the money, you're basically leveraging up because you could have liquidated your investments and paid cash. If your investments grow faster than the interest that you're paying on the mortgage or whatever debt you're borrowing for, then that's a good thing. But there's risk involved with that. In the mortgage business since the financial meltdown, Marshall, what is the fork? Do you get notice of any of your clients if they get into trouble and they hit foreclosure? Is that yeah, something you know? Yeah, they usually reach out. The, the servicing department will reach out and say, you know, this guy's missing payments. Do you uh, do you know anything about it? 
And um, as, as that went down at oh, a slower rate, buddy, I haven't had a mortgage delinquency. Here I am. That'll happen now that we're talking about it. But it's been years. Just because of the different underwriting standards they have now? What? No, I think it's just the economy's doing so well right now. Everybody's got a job. Everybody's got income, and you know, people aren't. The, the the number of people that are struggling right now is a lot smaller than it was a couple of years ago. What about someone who's buying a house, or they've bought a house, they've lived there for a few years, and instead of selling their current residence and then buying another one, they keep their current residence, turn it into a rental, and then go buy another one. Is that going to impact them with getting a new mortgage in that scenario? Will you have to have it rented before you try to get that mortgage, or will it, how much impact does it have on your debt to income? That's a great question. So I get a lot of people asking that right now because if your goal, if part of your retirement overall picture is for you to own some real estate, well, you got to start somewhere, and why not start with this house that you're in right now that you're wanting to upgrade? Um, and it's a very valid question. So, um, if you have enough income, I just qualify you with two, with that mortgage payment plus your new mortgage payment, and we're good. If your income is tight, meaning your debt to income ratio is going to be too high for me to qualify you, what you can do is you can get a 12 month lease with a tenant and collect first month's rent and collect um, uh, a deposit check combined with the lease. I can offset your mortgage. So at the closing table, by the time you close, you got to have a lease and first month's rent and deposit check in your hand, and then I can I can close on you and offset that mortgage. So you got sense? the two options. You got to have the income to cover both. Yep. If you're not going to have it rented before you move, if you want to have it, if you want to, if you want to move to, into your new home before you ever sell your first home, you're going to turn into a rental. You got to have a lease. Yes, sir. You got to have it rented. Yep. And is there any? Formal document. What's the lease? Is there, is there a document you need? Just 12 month lease. Any standard document mm -hmm. will do. Yep. Great mortgage advice from Marshall Sparkman of Franklin Synergy Bank. Marshall, what's the best website? What's the best phone number for mortgage and money questions? Sure. You guys can reach me 615-439-0885 or valoanstn.com. Appreciate your help, man. We'll be back with you in just a short bit. This is Financial Coaching Radio with you every day at 4 o'clock right here on WGNS. Online anytime at financialcoachingradio.com. When you work with an independent insurance agent, you put the power of choice to work for you. Independent agents know several companies and their coverages, which means more options. And because companies like Donegal Insurance Group use the independent agent system, you not only get quality insurance, you also save money. The independent insurance agent system. Discover the power of choice. Make Middle Tennessee Insurance Group your choice. Call today for your hassle-free quote at 615-898-0053. How much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878 2134 
or visit my website, jasonqualscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful, and so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Welcome back into the show. I think about all the time where an advisor creates the most value. Now, a lot of financial salespeople will convince you that there is some investing magic that they have and there is some investing magic that they have that you need. And that's how they justify their high expenses, their high fees, usually not going to be worth it. One, a couple ways that advisor creates value. Giving you peace of mind knowing that someone has your back if the market goes down. Intangible, but real value. Looking at tax issues and actually being able to solve tax planning problems. And if you save money on taxes, that is a way an advisor creates value. Another way, that the largest way an advisor is going to create value to you is protecting you from yourself. That's right, yourself. If you make bonehead investment decisions, you hire bonehead financial guys, you invest in bonehead financial products, those are all things that can derail your financial plan. But if you have an independent fee-only certified financial planner, they're going to protect you from yourself. You are your own worst enemy when it comes to most financial planning issues. If you're looking for an independent fee-only CFP, learn more at jasonqualscfp.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. I'm out of here for this afternoon. Appreciate you joining in today and every day. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS. More local talk up right after this.